I've always wanted to be a Robin Hood type character. That's why today's subject just tickles me pink. We're going to be talking all about is homeschooling even legal? Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 17 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, believe it or not, we still get this question. Is homeschooling legal? And I think the question is not really so much, is it legal, but how is it legal? What are some of the requirements? Because homeschooling has really come into the forefront of a attention in the past couple of years, and there has been a really large increase in the number of people homeschooling for various reasons after 2020. So I think a lot of people realize now that it is perfectly legal to homeschool, but the question that they have is, how exactly does it work? And here's the deal. Homeschooling is legal in all 50 states of the United States. Now, if you're outside of the U.S., your mileage may vary. I don't know much about it in other countries. I do know it's legal in places like Canada, the United Kingdom, and Australia, as well as a number of other countries. But within the United States, each and every state has their own homeschool requirements. In some states, it's very easy to homeschool, while in other states, the requirements are a little more strict. And so it's really going to depend on where you live. And it's totally not uncommon to have somebody post on social media or ask in a homeschool community, hey, we're considering a move to such and such state. What are the homeschool laws and requirements like in that state? It really does become a factor. Now, having said that, there are homeschoolers who homeschool in every single state of the union and homeschoolers that do school in states that are a little more stringent in their requirements. They basically learn what they need to do and they do it. And so I have some really good friends who homeschool in states like New York and Pennsylvania. And even though I personally think of those as fairly strict states to homeschool in, they seem to do just fine with their homeschooling. So it can be done everywhere. So let's talk about some of the general requirements for homeschooling. There are some states that have absolutely no requirements whatsoever. You don't even have to turn in a letter of intent that you're going to homeschool. There are other states where that's all you have to do is you do have to give a letter of intent for homeschooling. Some states have a want to have some control over your curriculum. They have requirements for how many hours you study this or how many hours you study that. You have to study specific subjects in order to meet those requirements, whereas other states just have requirements of certain hours. You have to spend so many hours a day doing school in order for it to count towards your homeschooling. As far as assessment goes, there are some states that require you to submit a portfolio, while others require you to take standardized tests. And even among uh, states that require standardized testing, there's such a wide variety. Some make you take the test, but you don't even have to look at or report the scores, while others make you take the test. And if you have fallen below a 25% percentile rating in your test scores, then you're no longer allowed to homeschool. So even among all the states that require testing, there are a lot of different uh, expectations there as to what those test scores mean. 
It all sounds a little confusing, doesn't it? Well, here's the deal. You only have to worry about the state that you are living in. You really don't have to worry about the requirements in all the other states. So in order to get started homeschooling, what you want to do is you want to find out what are the requirements for my particular state? And then what do those requirements really mean? Because there's the letter of the law and then there is the spirit of the law. Because the letter of the law in some states may say you have to homeschool your kindergartner for 900 hours in a school year and you're thinking there's no way in the world we're ever going to be able to do that. But the spirit of the law tells you that everything you do with that kindergartner from playing outside, reading books at the library, educational TV, educational apps, baking cookies, learning to put on your shoes, brushing your teeth, that falls under health. All of those things can fall under that eight or 900 hours of school you're supposed to be doing. Because when you think into a kindergarten classroom, guess what they're doing a lot of the day? Learning about things like good dental hygiene and washing their hands and playing outside and learning to share with others. Doesn't matter if we're doing it with a sibling, it still counts towards school. So that letter of the law and spirit of the law is very important. And that's why I think it's really, really important when you're looking to homeschool in a certain state is that you connect yourself with some other homeschoolers in that state and ask them, how are you doing this? The requirement says, I have to teach state history in fourth grade. How are you teaching state history in fourth grade? Because it very well could be that they're not finding a textbook and spending a couple of hours each week sitting there with that textbook on state history, but instead they're keeping track of all the field trips that they're going on to areas around their state. They're reading some really great literature about their state. Maybe they're attending some live pioneer reenactments uh, in their state, and all of that counts towards that state history. So connecting up with those other homeschoolers, those veteran homeschoolers, and asking them, how did you meet the state requirements, really kind of takes a lot of the burden off and makes it so much easier to do the things that you need to do, do them well, but not be burdened down by the letter of the law all the time. Okay, so how do you get started? Well, a lot of times, the first thing that I suggest you do, you can visit the HSLDA website. That's the Homeschool Legal Defense Association website, and they will usually list out the requirements for your state. But remember, that's the letter of the law. Then what you want to do is to try to connect yourself with other homeschoolers in your area. So social media is a great place to do this. Maybe going through your church or even your local library and finding some other homeschoolers in the area. See if there is a homeschool support group in your area. A lot of times, even at the state level, there will be state level homeschool support groups that can hook you up with somebody locally. Those state area groups and those local people are the best people to talk to about exactly what you need to do and how do you need to get started. They can give you information about filling out the right paperwork, sending in the right forms. And if you're withdrawing your children from school, exactly how do you go about doing that legally in your particular state? So all of that information can be found. There are support groups 
everywhere all across the country who can help you with that. And those are the people that I really recommend that you get hooked up with to answer all of your questions. Now, if you are struggling to find some local people or if, uh, you know, maybe you want to try online first, we have a fabulous and free homeschooling community at pambarnhill.com. You can come over and join. It doesn't cost you a thing. And we have homeschoolers there from all across the country. We love to uh, connect homeschoolers with each other, especially new homeschoolers, and help them out with all of the information that they, they need to know. So if you are in North Dakota or South Carolina or Pennsylvania or California, we've typically got somebody in our community who's living in one of those states and we can help you out over there. So that's at pambarnhill.com. And I'll also put a link to that community in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Now, one more thing I want to mention before I go, I actually had a very fascinating conversation a couple of years ago with Steve Demme. Um, he is the curriculum developer for Math UC, but he was also one of the pioneers of the homeschooling movement and helping to make it legal in the United States. And so I just wanted to share about this podcast because if you are a recent history history buff, it's a really fun glimpse into what the early days of the homeschooling movement looked like. So I'll also share the link to that and the HSLDA website in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. All of that can be found at pambarnhill.com slash tmbh. 17. And hey, if you are new to homeschooling and just figuring all this stuff out, we would love to help you. So come on over and find us there. Okay, I will be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking all about homeschool conventions. I'm going to be sharing uh, my speaking schedule for this year and also tell you some of the reasons why it's a good thing to attend a convention. So be sure to come back for that one wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, keep on homeschooling. Homeschooling.